It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It is episode number 296 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. Good to have you with us. I'm your host, Chris Russell. As always, make sure you follow at Locked Redskins on Twitter, at Locked Redskins on Twitter. For up-to-date information, stories, blogs, video clips, analysis, all things Redskins, at Locked Redskins, podcast links at all, at Locked Redskins on Twitter, uh, and as well at Locked on NFL Net, <clears throat> at Locked on NFL Net for NFL-wide coverage on both Twitter and Instagram from all of our local podcast hosts uh, and experts. So away we go. You can always email me as well, russellmania09 at gmail.com, russellmania09 at gmail.com. Coming up on this episode, we'll get into Josh Doxson as that situation continues to warrant lots of observation and thoughts and analysis uh, as well. Uh, we will finish up on some odds and ends. The Redskins continue to get ready for the final preseason game of the year. Thank goodness. Uh, on Wednesday afternoon, a welcome home luncheon, which is a big thing for the Redskins Charitable Foundation, uh, which obviously does a lot of good. Uh, they raise a lot of funds and a lot of money, so the players are all uh, at that, um, depending on, again, when you are listening. And then they host the Baltimore Ravens on Thursday night to wrap up the preseason in a game that very, 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 very few people will be at and will care about ultimately in the end. And then it's time to get serious for the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday, September 8th. Yes, week one is not far away. The Redskins will have a couple of days off uh, probably Friday. And what they usually do, what they usually do is have a practice on Saturday, um, you know, after basically they've determined the roster. Uh, that's generally what they do. Uh, but they could hold off until Sunday. We just don't know yet. Uh, at this point, they'll have a couple of extra practice periods, basically, besides the normal Wednesday, Thursday, Friday buildup for Philadelphia next week. Uh, they'll definitely practice on Monday, Labor Day, whether it's Saturday, Sunday. In addition to that, I'm, I'm guessing maybe they'll just hold off for Sunday, uh, give them Friday and Saturday off, uh, and then go Sunday, Monday, give them Tuesday off. Uh, but, you know, again, scheduling is a weird thing and teams change it up uh, and teams do different things. All right. So one thing I wanted to get to at this particular juncture, because we're starting to find out <clears throat> per Jay Gruden, who is going to be in the starting lineup for whatever that's worth for at least week one against Philadelphia, assuming nothing changes. So Jay Gruden was asked on when he'll announce the starter at left guard. And he said, yeah, right now on the depth chart, 
Eric Flowers as the left guard. He said, Wes Martin is going to get a lot of reps in the game coming up, meaning against Baltimore, and he's doing a good job. He's learning the offense and coming out as a rookie and has done a lot of good things. We have some other guys competing as well, but right now, that's where we are going. So once again, Jay continues to couch everything by saying, you know, for now, right now, this is the plan. Nobody is saying that by any means they are committed to any one individual. And that starts at quarterback with Case Keenum, as we've talked about. That starts at left tackle, I guess, uh, with Donald Penn, as we touched on uh, in the previous episode. And as well, certainly at left guard, which is even more dicey, quite honestly, uh, than the left tackle situation or even possibly the quarterback situation. So let's get into this right now. Look. Eric Flowers is making the transition from tackle to guard. Eric Flowers is a massive man. He has limited athleticism, slow feet. That's why he didn't work at tackle. You clearly do not need to be as athletic as athletic inside at guard as you do at tackle. So here's the thing. I think Eric Flowers is going to be okay. I think he's going to be above average. I think he's going to be better ultimately than Sean Laval was for a couple of reasons. And the reason why I bring up Sean Laval is because he's primarily been the starter at left guard. I know others have filled in when Laval inevitably always got hurt, which of course the Redskins never realized that Sean Laval gets hurt every year, and therefore they didn't have a backup plan uh, at all last year. Again, roster management just befuddling, befuddling roster management uh, by Bruce Allen. So comparing him to Laval, Look, Eric Flowers is nowhere near the athlete Sean Laval is. Sean Laval could get out and pull and hit somebody in space, and he would help the running game. When he was right, Sean Laval was good in that area. That's about the only area Sean Laval was good at, quite honestly. He was awful in pass protection. He was not good. Not good at all. I'm sorry. Um, And, of course, he tore up his knee trying to get bulldozed, and I feel bad for that, but I mean, that's just the reality of the situation. Sean Laval was good at one thing, and it wasn't even in-line run blocking, it was in-space run blocking. Again, double pulls, um, out on screens occasionally, uh, which I know is not a run, but you get my point. So, Eric Flowers brings his massive frame, 330 pounds, whatever he is, Inside at guard, again, he does not need to cover as much space with his feet and out of his stance and in his transition and in his pass drop at guard as he does or as he did at tackle. So obviously there is a reason why the Redskins thought, well, this guy might be worth a chance to try and see if we could develop him at guard. That's what Bill Callahan wanted to do. That's what Eric Flowers wanted to do. Eric Flowers told uh, my colleagues Grant and Danny uh, at 106.7 of the Fan earlier in training camp, that's why he signed here. That's why he wanted to come here to be a guard. He realizes he's not good enough at tackle. Now, that doesn't mean he can't play tackle in a pinch. Of course he can. That doesn't mean he might not be the third choice at tackle if something happens to Donald Penn or Morgan Moe. Moses. I mean, clearly Jaron Christian is going to be first up and Flowers would be potentially next. But for right now, Eric Flowers is a left guard. 
not a, a left and right guard right now. He is a left guard, and he's had, quite honestly, some issues in the transition, as you would expect, as you should expect. Some of his techniques, some of his sloppiness, some of his bend, some of his footwork is just absolutely awful, and it leads to a train wreck. You see it all the time. You saw it against Atlanta. But as I pointed out a couple of times in video clips, as I've tweeted about, as I've talked about on the radio, as I've talked about here on LOR, there's something about Eric Flowers that when he gets his mitts on you and when he drives you, when he chews you up, it's pretty damn impressive. It's pretty damn inspiring. And does that mean he's going to be great? No. Does that mean that you guys should go crazy as all the film geeks are going to do every time he makes a mistake? He's never played the position. He's a massive man trying to make a conversion on a fly and, oh, by the way, didn't really get to work at it until early in training camp. Please give him some time. Please don't expect perfection. Please don't expect him to be great from the start. I don't know if he'll ever get to be great. I don't know if he'll ever fix his technique issues and his footwork issues. It, it looked in one clip, and I posted it on Twitter, uh, at Locked Redskins a couple of days ago, it looked like he didn't necessarily know the call on one play that he particularly got beat badly on his inside shoulder, on his inside right shoulder in the A-gap last week in Atlanta. I mean, clearly, there's going to be some issues. There's going to be some times where he does not look good. There are going to be some times where he gets beat, especially in pass rush. Guys are 320 pounds, and they're quick as you know what. There are going to be times. Nobody's saying that Eric Flowers is going to Canton. Nobody's saying that Eric Flowers is going to be an all-pro left guard. But here's the choice. It's either Eric Flowers or it's until Wes Martin is ready or it's some jabroni that they just bring in, you know, just out of nowhere, off the streets like they did over the last couple of years where guys are walking in the building Monday or Tuesday and starting on Sunday. You want that? Now listen, when Wes Martin, they feel, is ready to go, when Bill Callahan feels he's ready to go, when he's right, he's not going to be perfect either. I think ultimately he'll probably be better than Eric Flowers at left guard because he's played the position. <clears throat> Experience does count. It does matter. Footwork, technique, hand punch, all of that stuff. So I expect Wes Martin to, at some point, probably sooner than later, be the starter. And Flowers basically goes back to you know, being a backup left guard, a backup left tackle, a backup right tackle, if he even stays on the roster. And I think he will just because of the money that they paid him. I mean, you can't just start whacking everybody because they're not good. They've got money. They've got salary cap room. They didn't pay a ton for him, but clearly they're going to have to, it, once he makes the week one roster, yeah, I mean, you know, they're stuck for basically almost all of the $4 million that they owe him. But the bottom line is, is give him a chance. Don't expect perfection right away. Don't expect perfection right away for Eric Flowers. So he's the starting left guard unless something changes for week one at Philadelphia. And again, I don't personally have a problem with that. I understand 
where the Redskins are going. I understand what the Redskins are doing. Um, I would just say this. To me, the plan of Wes Martin and the plan of um, Eric Flowers is better than what plan they had last year, which was no plan. The NFL season begins next week, which means Crossover Wednesday. We'll be back for the entire regular NFL season. You'll get a special episode every Wednesday as hosts from opposite sides, meaning I'll be joined by, um, you know, the opponent, the upcoming opponent. Uh, We meet up to preview the excitement of the games happening that week. Find your favorite team wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to not to miss the NFL listeners' favorite segment, Crossover Wednesday, which is always a good episode uh, there. So we'll take a timeout right here on LOR. Good to have you with us. I'm Chris Russell. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. It's a new season. Antonio Brown is on the Raiders. Le'Veon Bell is with the Jets. Odell Beckham is in Cleveland. One thing that hasn't changed, where I'm putting my money down on all the games, guys. My bookie is the place to bet every football weekend. My bookie has better bonuses and more prop bets than any other sportsbook, period. This year, they're hosting the first online handicapping super contest. First place guaranteed to win at least 100000 and it only costs $100 to enter. All you got to do is pick five games against the spread every week to climb the leaderboard and score your share of the huge cash prize pool. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that's been good to me. That's why my bookie is always the right way to play. You bet, you win, they pay. Again, live in-game betting on every single NFL game. All right, here's the deal, guys. You get up to $1,000 first deposit bonus, and then you double your first deposit. Use promo code Locked On to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code Locked On when creating your account to claim the bonus. Bet, win, and get paid. All right, it is episode number 296 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell. We welcome you back. Long day at work, still stuck at the office. Hey, guys, open the DoorDash app. Choose what you want to eat, and your food will be delivered to you wherever you are. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code Locked On. That's download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code Locked On. Please support those that support the Locked On Redskins podcast and the Locked On Podcast Network. And we told you about Crossover Wednesday. Also want to remind you that the new Locked On NFL is still on fire. That's right. Absolutely. I mean, when you're burning this long, you just have to uh, give it a listen and check it out. Brian Peacock, former NFL scout Matt Williamson, 
um, highly listened to show. Locked on NFL is your daily national podcast. All things NFL. Matt's unique take on the game. Follow Locked on NFL now on your favorite podcast provider. They've been talking about Andrew Luck and the Indianapolis Colts, Ezekiel Elliott, and the Dallas Cowboys. Interestingly enough, Jerry Jones made a comment on 105.3 The Fan with my buddy Sean Sharif uh, and RJ on Wednesday morning. They talked to Jerry Jones each and every week, and basically Jerry's point was, with Ezekiel Elliott, look, it's it's a marathon, not a sprint. We want Ezekiel Elliott to be fresh. So maybe, maybe this lasts a couple of weeks into the season and the Redskins don't have to deal with Ezekiel Elliott week two. Week two at FedEx Field. Of course, Alfred Morris back with the Cowboys. So we'll see what happens with that situation. Certainly something we should keep an eye on and we will keep an eye on. All right, let's get to this. So Josh Doxson is the other big story. There's all sorts of speculation going around. My buddy Ben Standig of The Athletic reported earlier this week that once again, the Redskins are uh, hell-bent, might be strong, very intent on trying to trade Josh Doxson uh, at some point here, presumably before the cutdown or 53 on Saturday afternoon. And J.P. Finley has also reported of NBC Sports Washington that the Redskins have been trying to trade him for two years. Now, look, we all understand that trying to trade somebody for two years and not actually pulling the trigger probably means that the talks weren't serious, probably means that the Redskins were just gauging interest, probably means that they were throwing it out there, probably means that they were asking for way, 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 way too much. So just because they are trying, quote unquote, to trade him for the last two years doesn't mean that they were trying hard, but maybe they were just always open to talking about it. And I know they've always been frustrated. And who who could blame them? Why wouldn't they be? First of all, Josh Doxson was essentially... I mean, if Scott McLuhan was, was still essentially running fully the draft, and there is some... There is some hesitation on my part to say he absolutely was when they drafted Josh Doxson in 2016 and Sua Cravens. That was the last draft. Um, Because in 2015, when Scott took over, they drafted Brandon Sheriff and Jamison Crowder and Matt Jones and Preston Smith. So in 2016, the Redskins... In the first round, they were picking 21st, I believe it was. Uh, They did want Ryan Kelly, center from Alabama, who went a couple of picks before that, too. Ironically enough, the Indianapolis Colts, as they were trying to rebuild their offensive line to help out Andrew Luck. That's the guy that supposedly Scott McLuhan and the Redskins had circled their wagons to. Certainly, it made sense. They eventually took Chase Roulier uh, in the sixth round of that draft. So the bottom line is this. Uh, the way it was told, I, I, I believe again, I believe it was Finley that said this. Um, maybe it was on the radio on 106.7 The Fan. I, I can't remember where I heard this, uh, was that the Redskins weren't sure what to do. So that's why they traded one spot down with Houston and picked up an extra pick. Uh, and Houston went and took Will Fuller. Now, look, it, it, clearly the Redskins did not have a pure need at wide receiver. However, 
one logically could argue that they did have a need at wide receiver because Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garçon were going both into the final year of their deals and were both going to want mega years, mega money, and it was very, 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 very likely that the Redskins were going to lose at least one, and everybody understood that, if not, as it turned out, both, and that's exactly what happened. So it can be argued that Josh Doxson was not a need. Of course, right then and there, he was not a pure need. But big picture, big puzzle, big approach, that's what good organizations do. Now, the Redskins can never be accused of being a good organization, but that was the logic and that was the detail and that was the thought process at that point. Was Josh Doxson an absolute need? No, but Josh Doxson was a red zone threat, had pretty good hands coming out of TCU, um, had a great vertical, would make those 50-50 fades and back shoulders a big part of the offense, red zone offense, that's where this team has struggled, so on and so forth. So I understood it at the time. I can't kill it at the time. Uh, did I think Josh Doxson was going to set the world on fire? No, but I thought he would be pretty good. Now, Will Fuller, as it turned out, it, you know, he's got long speed, but they had a guy, essentially, with big-time speed at that point, again, into Sean Jackson, and Will Fuller, obviously, was coming into his own, uh, and he tore up, uh, I think it was his knee last year, midway through, and that certainly hurt the Houston Texans. Um the guy drafted like two spots behind Laquan Treadwell by the Minnesota. He's been a total bust. So, I mean, at least the Redskins got something, something decent out of Josh Doxson. Now, spinning this forward, should they trade him? Should they release him? Should they keep him? Here's what I would do. Clearly, again, they dangled him at the very minimum. Now they're trying again, and it seems like they're more definitively trying this time. Everyone knows that they're trying to get rid of him. Nobody's going to give them a high pick if that's what they're holding out for. I think if you can get a fifth-round conditional-type pick somewhere in that neighborhood, maybe you get lucky and it's a fourth, you know, it's a fifth-round pick with a conditional, you know, as a conditional fourth. Uh, if you play, whatever. If you can sucker a team, do that. Do that. Doxon makes less than $2 million. It's fully guaranteed. I mean, you'd have to take that dead money cap hit. They have cap space. They have like 11 or $12 million worth of cap space. You can absorb that. They didn't pick up his fifth-year option. Clearly, they're not in love, as they shouldn't be. Um, and, and, you know, I was, again, hoping all along that he would make the roster for one of two reasons. One, a player always motivated by a contract year, frustration, disappointment, generally you get the best part. Now, not always, but generally you get the best part of that guy. Then you have a tough decision to make, let him walk because you thought it was a career year or resign him. Deal with that down the road. But generally, that's what I was thinking. The other part that I was thinking, and I'm still thinking this, they can't trust that Paul Richardson and Trey Quinn are going to be able to stay on the field. And Terry McLaurin, as good as he is, as talented as he is, as much as... They think of him, and I love him, and everyone knows that that listens to this podcast. I don't know what kind of NFL receiver he's going to be. And Cam Sims played one NFL game last year and went on IR. And Robert Davis is coming off of a major knee surgery. So the thought is the Redskins have all this young talent and all this good pieces at wide receiver. And, and the, all of that is true. The question is, is, do they have anybody that can stay on the field? for a team that obviously has significant questions with the medical and training staff, that's been covered, 
And for a team that, quite honestly, has not had one ounce of good fortune or good luck when it comes to injuries over the last more than just two years, but especially the last two years. So should the Redskins trade Josh Doxson because they're disappointed, they're frustrated, maybe they can get a fifth-round pick, maybe it's a conditional fourth, something like that, and they just want to cut their losses and move on, let young... That all sounds great. That sounds like the right thing to do. But again, I can't trust that Paul Richardson's going to stay healthy, never mind for a year, for a game. I can't trust that Trey Quinn is going to stay healthy for more than a game or two or three. He hasn't shown any ability to do that. He was hurt all last year. He's hurt already uh, to some degree in, 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 um, in the preseason. Again, Cam Sims, Kelvin Harmon, all of the, Robert Davis coming on. I have high hopes for all of these guys. I think the Redskins have some talent and some depth. But I just don't know if any of them can stay healthy. And for all the questions about Doxson, listen, Doxson missed most of his rookie year. It was a mysterious ailment. Again, training staff, medical staff, all sorts of questions about that, his makeup, how soft he is, all of that. The bottom line is he's only missed one game, I think, since then, in the last two years at New Orleans last year. Uh, There may have been one other game that I'm not remembering late in the year last year that I'm not remembering, but I'm pretty sure that's it. So to me, Doxson is as reliable health-wise as anybody the Redskins have. So that's the argument for keeping him. The argument for keeping him is, again, a former first-round pick. Hopefully he plays a little bit with his hair on fire. Hopefully he figures it out, more consistency in the hands. He had six touchdowns in 2017 with Kirk Cousins, should have had more. Red zone threat, blah, 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 blah. That's the argument for keeping him. Doesn't cost you a whole lot. I I would personally keep him, honestly. I would not cut him. I would keep him. And I would let somebody else go and try and get them through to the practice squad and see and evaluate. And then you can see and evaluate. And again, teams have different needs at different times. Just because you can't trade them now for what you want doesn't mean three weeks from now before the trade deadline you can't as well. Now, Jay Gruden, just in quickly wrapping this up, said about Doxon, uh, two reporters on Tuesday, quote, he probably won't play this week, end quote. To which, my guys, all the reporters at Redskins Park, oh, 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 wait a second. Wait, if Doxon, who we all think is playing for his job, is not going to play this week, probably, according to Jay Gruden, Doxon, uh, Gruden was pressed on whether he'll definitely make the team or not. Quote, it means he won't play this week. We'll see what happens. I'm not going to say anybody is making it or not. Making it right now. We still have another game to play and evaluations to make. End quote. Which, of course, sent everybody scurrying uh, because basically that was, as again, as tepid and as lukewarm of a, yeah, we're not going to play him this week, but we're not absolutely comfortable in saying he's definitely on this team, which means they could be preventing or trying to prevent injury, which means they could already have their mind made up that they're going to cut him no matter what. It means that they could have their mind made up that he is staying on this roster and they just don't want to tell. Again, Jay has been willing to go there with Case Keenum, Donald Penn, uh, Eric Flowers, but he's not willing to say anything specifically about Josh Doxson. Now, when they say they have another game to play and evaluations to make, that, of course, means, hey, you know what? Is Robert Davis? Is Steven Sims? Is, you know, whoever. 
Again, this is part of the process. I get it. I think the Redskins ultimately take six receivers. I don't think they take seven. I don't know what's going to happen here. Ultimately, I think they'll try and keep trading or try to keep trading Doxon. And ultimately, if they can't get at least a mid-round pick, conditional pick, something like that, then they should keep him instead of just flat-out cutting him. Because at the very minimum, he's some sort of an insurance policy with some sort of talent and ability that made him a first-round pick at some point. But the bottom line is, is there's not many people that I know of in that building that have much faith and confidence in Josh Doxson. And remember, even though Bruce Allen was here, <coughs> even though Jay Gruden was here, that doesn't mean that they were all for Josh Doxson. That doesn't mean that. It... Again, if the story is true, it was a, oh, crap, what do we do? We don't really like anybody here, and we tried to trade down and to buy more time, and we can't trade down again. Or we didn't. We weren't able to trade down again. So, you know, it, it continues to be a very, 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 very interesting situation to monitor. All right, we'll come back, put the icing on the cake, Locked on Redskins, episode number 296. Thanks for being with us. I'm your host, Chris Russell. Again, make sure you check out the Locked On NFL podcast with Matt Williamson and Brian Peacock, as well, Vinny Iyer's Locked On Fantasy Football, wherever you get your uh, podcasts provided and downloaded, go check it out. Episode number 296 of the Locked On Redskins podcast, back in a flash. What's up, guys? I'm Chris Russell, Locked On Redskins. Here for Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is an online event ticket marketplace dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experiences that last a lifetime. We all remember that concert we went to in college or when we were in our 20s that those memories last a lifetime. Now it's time for you to create more memories. With Vivid Seats, listeners can watch their favorite teams and artists and groups and bands perform in person while earning credit back on all purchases made through the Vivid Seats app via the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program. Who doesn't like a good loyalty program, right? We can get you in your favorite seat. We can get you to your favorite show, your favorite game, whatever it might be, wherever it might be. Reward statuses ranging from MVP to Hall of Famer. Customers can earn from 10% up to 16% credit on all their purchases through our app for the month of August. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Fans are automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program and will enjoy credits on all of their purchases as part of Vivid seats rewards and every order is backed by a 100 guarantee so again here's what you do you go download the app enter the promo code kickoff that's k-i-c-k-o-f-f kickoff at checkout to receive a discount of up to a hundred dollars from vivid seats through the vivid seats app all right, right back here on LOR. To close things up, we are out of time. Again, the Redskins getting ready for the preseason finale against the Baltimore Ravens. We'll be back after that game with some thoughts and evaluations and uh, a look at the 53 as we see it. We'll do that Thursday late night into Friday morning. Until then, unless there's some sort of breaking news, thanks for always listening and downloading the Locked on Redskins podcast. Have a great day. Adios. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.